0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Behind the Movement, I'm Kyle Fincham. My guest today is Natalia Pietruro. I'm thrilled to share this conversation with you. I'll get to it momentarily. I'm in the midst of packing my bag um, because I'm headed to the airport in just a few hours to head over to Europe. I will be flying to Paris, be connecting uh, to a flight to Vienna then connecting to a train to get me out to Salzburg for the first workshop this weekend for uh, the European leg of this Infinite Play tour. Um, Yeah, if you're anywhere near, near Salzburg and you haven't signed up yet, I would love to see you. After Salzburg, the following weekend, I will be in Berlin. Then the weekend after that, I will be in Paris. And the weekend after that, I will be in Milan. And then the tour continues on from there. All the way into August Um, there's a lot of early bird pricing available um, that'll be ending in the next week today's the 8th Uh, some of the early bird pricing here ends on June 15th Um, so if you want to get the early bird pricing for London or Lisbon or uh, Bielfeld I suggest signing up in the next seven days if you know you're gonna be there so that you can uh, save a little bit all the information for the infinite play events is available at my website Kyle and you can just go to the page that says infinite play um, also I have started a weekly newsletter that I'm calling the moves letter where I am putting out updates thoughts ideas recommendations books Podcasts, uh, movies, TV shows, things that I recommend, all the all the stuff under the sun. Um, so if that's something you want to to be a part of and and receive in your inbox on a weekly basis, you can also subscribe at my website kylefincham.com. Um, also, I will I think I will add a uh, a link to subscribe in the show notes here. Um, yeah. Those are my announcements. As I said, my podcast today, my conversation today is with Natalia Pietruro. Um, this was really, really wonderful. We uh, have been trying to connect for a couple months here, and I'm happy that it finally all came together. Um, if you're not familiar with Natalia, let me give you a little bit of her background here. She's a performer, dancer, and teacher. She's rooted herself with the Fighting Monkey practice and in SEED, graduating with a double diploma in choreography and performance. Since 2006, she has been following the Fighting Monkey path. This gave an axis to her teaching and life. As a pedagogue, she's motivated by an urge for movement as a consequence of being alive and by an endless and necessary will to share. Her teaching reaches people from various grounds, dancers, actors, circus and sports people, everyone willing to try. Natalia is currently busy with FM, TCM, stillness and motherhood, and collaboration with Votvok Lisbeth Guez. I can't say uh, enough really wonderful things about this conversation with Natalia. Um, I'm actually going to really make every effort to cross paths with her while I'm in Europe. I know she's teaching at B12, uh, among many other things, throughout the summer. But um, yeah, highly recommend connecting with her, and highly recommend connecting with uh, the Fighting Monkey practice. So, let's not waste any time. This is my conversation with Natalia Piaciolo. I think I saw that you're teaching at B12 in Berlin.
1: Yes. Yes, this is, uh, this is in summer. This is, I think, end of July. OK. Will you be by a chance in Berlin that
0: time? I'm in Berlin in June, but if my mm. schedule allows me to, maybe I'll just do a, I have like an opening at the end of July. So maybe I would swing down. I've thought about, I, I want to come to some part of B12. It seems amazing.
1: Yes, yes, mm. it is. It is, it's a full on program. I think they make the days very full, but of course you can choose uh, like the, the scheduling. I think it f- finishes at maybe nine or 10 PM with some showings and presentations, but there is a lot of interesting workshops and, uh, and I think everything for everybody a little bit. Like they are very organized, you know, <laughs> German style organized, but yeah. full and ready. <laughs> yeah.
0: Will you, and you'll be presenting uh, FM practice?
1: Yes, I will be in, uh, in Berlin. It will be an open uh, fighting monkey workshop,
0: which is, you know, it's
1: always uh, it's always a little bit scary for um, for people because it's I mean, for non dancers, because it's in the context of B12, which is like uh, a dance festival um so i always get this question if everybody can join or uh you know if it's really an open workshop and i i push for it that it is so it's one of the workshops that it's not for professional dancers or a specific uh, you know um background is necessary so everybody is welcome in this sense yeah mm-hmm.
0: and is this your going to be your first time teaching at it Mm-mm.
1: third time oh wow coming back
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and have you always taught fm practice at the at b12 yes
1: when i they first invite me it was always for the fighting monkey workshop so the the open workshop yeah
0: mm-hmm. but, but your your background is in dance yeah
1: yes 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 i'm like i'm, I'm officially a dancer <laughs> 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 graduated from the the dance school in uh, in seed and uh, and this is how the uh, this is actually how the whole story also started because this is where I met um, Joseph and Linda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this this fighting monkey story uh, started there. Uh, but yeah, I, I graduated in performance and choreography in, uh, in SID. And before that I was at the university, but that, that was my reading um, reading part of my life study mm-hmm. study anthropo- culture anthropology.. Mm-hmm.
0: I, um, I've, you know, I don't come from a dance background, but through the podcast, I've learned about, you know, kind of the, what happens with a lot of kind of dance teachers and choreographers as they get residencies at different places. And I remember, you know, i had been talking to Tom Wexler and he was saying that he was going to be teaching at Seed. And then I remember speaking with Keenan Dinkelman and he was a mm-hmm. student at Seed when, uh, Joseph and Linda came to teach, um, yeah so i've gotten like a little awareness of how these things kind of come together
1: look i think Sid is uh, well it's it's a long time since i graduated because it was i think it was 2010 or 9 to somewhere there and um, but at that time it was uh, a school welcoming a great variety of students mm-hmm. from different backgrounds different ages with different capacities and different ideas about what it means to be a dancer and I think this was also one of the reasons why I was lucky to to be accepted as a person with uh, not a lot of professional training at that time Mm -hmm. in dance Um, so I'm not surprised that maybe when you meet people from various backgrounds but somehow connected to dance they pass through the school because it's as I see it I might be wrong, but I see it um, still as a very open structure. In the sense, there is a lot of guest teachers, there is uh, sessions of from one week to six weeks. Uh, there is a lot of exchange. There is um, different styles being welcomed. You know, there is not one style proposed and taught in the through the education. So um, I would not be surprised that many people could go through that land, maybe through the whole process of you know from first year to the fourth year or maybe just as one year or as a teacher or as a guest artist and so on and so on so yeah mm-hmm. i was i uh, i think about this place with a lot of uh, warmth yeah mm-hmm. what,
0: what, what was kind of then the inspiration like you said you didn't come from like a, a dance background prior to that what what inspired you to to head in that direction
1: Huh. Yeah, so let's say my story was like this. Um, I was I was studying cultural anthropology and I was already on the third year and uh, I was enjoying it a lot. I was, uh, I was a big fan of my studies. I still am. I think it's a great uh, also direction to, I think for everybody, everybody should pass through it. Like everybody maybe should pass somehow through philosophy. That doesn't mean you have to be a philosopher, but you know, to study those things and be like more and more confused because this mm-hmm. is also what it makes you. I, I think it's good in certain moments of the life. So I was there and I was enjoying it all. And then we had to choose the specialization and I still didn't know what, so I chose two of them because I didn't know what I want to do. I just wanted I just wanted to study. And I went on specialization called Anthropology of Theater Performing Arts and then also Audio, visualiz- audio Visualizations. Uh, but in that specialization, we were talking a lot about history of dance and the rituals and, uh, um, and then somehow in certain semester, it got to uh, something they were calling the theater of dance or contemporary dance. And I said, well, if you we are talking about this, maybe I go to see some performance and I went to see some performances and I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, so I found like Maison de Culture, it's like, you know, afternoon um, uh, social place where you go and you train and you, and you practice. And uh, because of many limitations, I could go only to advanced groups. So the story went fast, not to make it too long. Um, I, got, I got thrown to the deep waters when I met all the people already thinking to go to the dance school exams. And even though I didn't know where it's left and right side, I say, hey, well, maybe I should also try this kind of exams," And I did. And I was lucky. And uh, at that time, I was also very fascinated by contact improvisation by this, yes, 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 more like, yes, yes, I thank you, yes, you throw me, yes, we roll together, yes, and uh, it felt very organic and felt very joyful, and uh, and I think for somebody like, um, uh, greenish, as we say again in Polish, I don't think you say this in English, but you know, like a beginner, it's uh, it was an interesting also place to, to visit, and uh, and then I was lucky to get into the seed with the first audition. So this is this is how it went. Somebody I was very often in my life, um, I don't know if it's luck or trust or somebody who sees maybe um, a certain level of uh, potential that might be you know brought up. But I was given this trust and um, by the great teacher Milan Kozanek. Who was auditioning me at, at that time, and he was the right hand also of Susan Queen, so in Seed. And I think he uh, he had an eye and probably saw that something can can grow out of all this wild creature that I was <laughs> at that time. And this is how I. And when they accepted me, I said, "Well, if they accepted me after a few months of my experimenting with um, contemporary dance, then I cannot do anything else. than just try it." And when I tried, I never wanted to stop moving i mean oh. in that more um vivid or more uh, uh engaged way that, let's say researching
0: i'm curious because you were talking about how like you were so kind of taken by like cultural anthropology and and mm-hmm. ritual and and these types of things i'm curious like if there was some like what you saw like when you went to to watch dance that like, if there was like this connection that you're like, oh, this is, this is related or this is what I've been yeah. thinking about.
1: Look, there's a t- few things. One thing is in, in the studies, the studies are great but the studies are often, they are, they are great because it's a dialogue. So I was great, I was very grateful to fall to on teachers, professors, masters who, who are very wise and who, who lived what they were teaching. So, so the, it was not only reading the text or memorizing the text or information, but it was a critical thinking action about those uh, propositions. Nevertheless, it stays on the level of uh, talking, which is an action, but it's very limited physical action. I mean, not limited in the way, um, it is one of the best way we can communicate, but it's still talking about things, yes? And there is a lot of theories and a lot of concepts and a lot of smart words, especially about things in the past that we cannot tangle anymore. You know, because we were talking about Mosopotamia, ancient Egypt, there is, you go through the stones and bones and archaeological and all the leftovers, and then you try to somehow make it up up together. And it was a huge contrast when I saw the dance, like theater performance, um, physical dance theater where there were not only words, but also movement. I say, okay, this is how things can actually speak in a very direct way, like the body can speak. So I don't know if it was tiredness from the studies or it was just the fact that uh, maybe expressing myself with the body was missing, or maybe somebody says, this is my language. This is the way I want to express myself. I don't know. I like also to talk. There is nothing wrong with talking. I love to have conversations with people, but I also like to feel them, not to uh, to touch them, to push them, to pull them, to be in the space and see how they interact. If I make a step forward, how how they interact if I uh, if I close up the space and open the space, or uh, if the space starts to vibrate with the with the jumping bodies. So. So I think this was, uh, this was the biggest uh, seduction seduction part, like this physicality of the body in motion or body in action. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, uh, and I'm with you. I love to talk clearly, or I wouldn't do this, but, and I also like the, you know, kind of like being intellectual about things and kind of picking pieces apart. But I realized that there's like this, there's inevitably a limitation because like, talking about things is not experiencing things but like they they can dance together right but I think we're almost in this like age where there's like a lot of just the talking about and I I think about that a lot with some of the things that I take out there to share and I'm like oh there's a lot of people talking about some of these ideas but like you know where is it where we can go and feel them experience them like put our emotions into them you know
1: yeah, just do. I mean, this is like a cliche and it, it goes, but really just doing the things. And also, I think if people would actually do more things than talk about it, there will be also less uh, judgment and judgmental aspect of uh, of our society, which I think is um, mm, mm, maybe not one of the virtues. You know, I think we could get really worked on that. So... Um as you say, there is nothing wrong with with talking, with speculating, with uh, sharing the experience. This is also how we we are where we are through communication, yes? through sharing the stories or talking from where is the food or where is the danger to expressing how much I like you or uh, to expressing how to survive the winter. And then maybe um, how to not to get lost in the city or explaining your kid Please don't lay down in the middle of the, on the street, which I experienced today, <laughs> just straight from your life. you know, like, don't do this. <laughs> but, but the, yeah, but it was during the action. So then we have to have an after talk, you know, the after talk about this experience, but only sitting and imagining things. This is also what I tell in the coaching to the people. Um, if you have a trouble to solve, or if you have an issue, or if you or if you have a wish or a dream you will never know until you try you have to try it doesn't mean you have to throw yourself all the time into the action or to the deep waters or into the unknown or uh, or it doesn't mean you always have to say yes to the things because it can go in many different aspects but it means um, putting things in motion you know not being uh, not not taking the the words or thoughts because this goes together it could be an internal or external monologue but it somehow can somehow can bring you to the closed loop so it stays within itself and then it's just like this uh, dog eating its tail and it never goes out of the box and And maybe even in the worst cases, you start to create the scenarios that never exist and you just start to live in your head because maybe I should say this or maybe I should do that. Or maybe if I go to that country, I will behave like this. Or maybe if I say yes to that job, I will be not happy and so on and so on. But you never know. You just do it. And it's better to do and fail (laughs) or try and fail than never try. And this goes also straight into the practice in the studio. I see people, sometimes you work with people and they say, I'm sorry, I lost balance. Or, you know, you do partnering and they say, I'm sorry. And, or they feel uncomfortable. And I say, no, it's good. Because if I see you try, I see you, (laughs) I see you try. I see you are alive. You want to make a risk. We are, something is happening. If you, if everything is in balance, in the sense of you don't go out from the comfort zone, then you can also stay home and, you know, um, do it in your room then nothing is nothing i don't have to be there so it's uh, it's better to try and fail knowing please don't do the same mistake twice (laughs) That's, Mm -hmm. that's a whole another story but yeah doing 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 trying.
0: yeah the doing and the trying and the and the failing it's like understanding is on the other side of that right? Like, knowing is not synonymous with understanding. Like, there's so many people who can, like, read the books on, like, the, our senses and, like, read about neuroscience and all these things. And you can know all of these things, but it's not synonymous with, like, understanding how to communicate with yourself, with another person, and with the spaces that you, you inhabit, right? And yes, people because, who understand that yeah. might not even be able to explain it.
1: Yes, because knowing it's not a fact. Knowing it's an action, and since it's an action, it's a motion, and since it's emotion it's going its a constant change. So this means also what I know today may be not the truth of tomorrow. Like, what is the tomorrow truth? You know, like, who am I today, and who am I? Who will I be in ten years, or uh, or who my child will be? You know, like um, these are these are not constants. There is some parts that will stay stable, but. Uh, but there is a change not only like um, physiological but also on all levels of the life like mental spiritual uh, and they are all connected and as you say it's hard to grasp it's very hard to to grasp unless you share the same same time and space it's much uh, it's much easier what what is what is this knowing of experience or what what made you also understand certain things? Because sometimes you have this aha moment, this click. And I say also when you feel it, you note it, and you try to name it, or you try to describe it, or you try to, you know, like catch this precious moment. But it's almost like um, uncatchable because it's uh, that's why that's why you need maybe poetry, or that's why maybe you need the uh, words or uh, or metaphors or. Uh, or all the practical things that they were around. So you can somehow map it and maybe try to reconstruct or maybe see certain pathways or similarities. But those aha moments when they come and it's like something clicked and you don't actually know why, but this was this this, this process of knowing when the puzzle went together. And then it, <laughs> it did this and then it did this again. And it feels very frustrating because sometimes it feels like this Rubik cube that you have it you buy it and it's a perfect mm. cube and then you just do three movements and then it's gone and then you spend one month trying to go back to this this aha cube moment which yeah. looked so perfect in the shop, but you just cannot get it and um yeah and let's see if it appears again
0: it's um you're, you're talking about this like thing that i think about where it's like i think we almost like celebrate the knowing or celebrate having the achievement more so than like celebrating going through like the development of like our understanding of how we learn or how we tinker, you know, because I think that each person does it in their own way. And like the more we're exposed to those opportunities to have to tinker, yeah. even though we can't articulate it, we can start piecing together like our, 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 our way of doing it
1: yeah, but this starts very early. If you look, for example, at the educational system with the kids, our kid is not yet in the school, but I'm already thinking about this, you know how to how to support him on this part of the of the life, because already in the early school, you are not often most of the times. I'm not saying there are not places who um, are not doing this, but often you are just said <laughs> what you have to think and how you have to think and what you have to know. The process of learning is this, it's very standardized. You have to sit, you have to read the books. We have all the same books, or at least in the same country, there's the same books or the same canton, the same region. And you have to spend the same time amount in the class and you have to listen to this teacher. And if you cannot concentrate or if you cannot uh, stay uh, quiet or if you, I don't know, whatever, you just have to fit in this kind of a frame. And then comes also the, the question of how the teacher is passing on the information. And this, this is on primary school. This is high school. This is also university level, of course, with certain examples. But the, the action of knowing or understanding is not so prized in the world because how could you sell it? You cannot sell it. You can sell what you know. You can sell, I can, I know this and I will tell you if you pay me. <laughs> or uh, or I know this, so uh, I'm going to write a book about this. Or I know this, or I have this skill, or I have this uh, talent, or I have this secret knowledge, you know, how to make gold out of I don't know mud and uh, if you stay with me I'm going to tell you how to do it so who cares how you arrive to this point nobody cares about this but I always use this um, you know in the um, in the practice we often uh, use the image of the mountain and uh, when uh, when I work with students or practitioners and they they tell they ask me questions like okay so how like this precise like they they want to know some kind of a secret, even though there is no secret, but they want to know the secret. And I say, look, I could tell you the secret. But imagine, it's like as if I go to the mountain and I tell you how wonderful it it was there. So I wake up in the morning and there was this light dew on the grass and the birds were singing the stories, but, you know, the Asian stories. And uh, there was the sunrise through the horizon, but it looked like it's... um, angels rising its wings and, uh, and then there was this distant humming and, uh, and so on and so on. And I can tell you the story and maybe you even like the story and maybe you remember all the details and maybe it even inspires you. Hopefully it inspires you to go to the same mountain and check if I'm lying or am I saying the truth, you know, this is what I say because I can tell you, oh, why we are doing this movement or why, why, for what is this? And I can tell you, it's for um, it's for longevity or it's for uh, being more healthy or it's for being, I don't know, a, a better teacher. And you can trust me. And I, hopefully what I'm saying is not a lie. I mostly don't lie, mm-hmm. um, especially to my students. So, <laughs> so hopefully you can trust me. And I'm very grateful for that trust. But without your experience, without you going to that mountain and checking if there are the angels and if there is the dew and if you can hear the humming in the morning, it will still stay a story. And some stories are necessary because this is how the myths are being passed. This is how the tradition, this is how the, the roots are being grounded in the earth because we know where we are coming from and you need those Old time songs, those voices of the past that they are nourishing us in, in, in the present, but hopefully, you have also some critical uh, thinking or action upon them. And this is also like going into the mountain by yourself, or experiencing by yourself, or thinking for yourself. So, this process of thinking as a process of doing, taking the action, not only having the knowledge as a I. Oh, and I was on that mountain and I made a photo and I will sell it to you. And then you can put this photo on your, in your living room. This is a little bit how it goes in today's world. No.
0: Mm-hmm. When there's a, and, and there's that feeling too, where it's like, well, then people think they need to go to the mountain, but what's most important is to get, is to get to the top as quickly as possible. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll pay all the money I have so that someone will get me up there so that I can get the big view from the top and I can post it to Instagram When, like the thing that you're talking about is like, it's to go to the mountain, and to like, and to learn how to how to go to the mountain, and then learn how to move up the mountain and across the mountain, and and learn how to to see it, feel it, taste it all along the way, and maybe you get to the top, but who knows? Exactly, and then it goes a lot. You know,
1: there's so much storytelling, and now I can also paraphrase from. um, from Joseph or from Linda, is that the, the question would be also how, how you would not um, tire yourself, or like uh, we always say, do not use abuse or misuse your body. So how would you not do any of those things during this journey whatever journey because now we are talking about the mountain maybe some people are like what the hell are they talking about but it could be your morning workout you know it could be your evening stretching or it could be your practice or it could be your work in general like work in the office or work in the kitchen or work in the theater whatever you do how would you approach those actions staying more truthful and honest to yourself without abusing and using and misusing your physical and mental self and this is even goes even more deeper because this is not only about going to the mountain and coming back with a not sweaty but clean shirt and maybe not uh, worn off shoes uh, and maybe not completely walk that you have to rest for uh, one week afterwards because you are so sore or maybe you have inflammations everywhere. But it's also the question of how would you walk not to destroy the landscape? Because if you've ever been also to the high mountains or more touristic regions, you know how the tracks they look. They look like um, rubbish tracks. <laughs> like high worse than a highway uh, stuck in the traffic jam on the summer way from croatia to poland you know like everybody just opens the window and throw the trashes in the six hour jam it's it's a catastrophe you 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 you, you, your your zen capacity are very limited in those uh, kind of situations like confrontation so how would you go through the landscape and this is the physical and environmental and the and also social landscape without abusing it. How would you be respectful to yourself to inside and the outside? And then of course, the aspect of, then if we go even deeper, how would you take time or energy and time and energy, they also go together to find your own ways. So not to go with the map or not to go with, you know, you say, oh, there's red, blue and yellow oh, and there is black, I'm gonna take the black. But what if you don't take it blue or yellow or red, but you go like in between and you try to see uh, how is your orientation, how well you can read the signs and uh, how much you can enjoy this. But also then you have to take care because maybe it's from greediness of, I want to be the first one who never walked this track. You know? So it's like a constant game with yourself of uh, bringing your, your bringing you back to yourself and seeing what is like the, um, the motivation or what is, uh, what is actually calling you or talking inside of you. It's a complex thing.
0: When you're talking about it, I feel like it's also kind of challenging this kind of common idea, at least here of like, to like win or dominate something, you know, to like win or dominate your body or win or dominate the other person or win or dominate the space or the landscape you're moving through and what I feel like you're saying is like a big piece of that is like letting that go, right? We're not here to dominate something because it's not terribly efficient to like try to dominate everything. We want to collaborate with the things and the people and ourselves.
1: Yeah, and this is connected with the fact um, that I think we are the only animal on this planet that really truly believes that it was made the planet was made for our service, you know, like it's it's as if as we came out from extraterrestrial um, dimension and we just landed here and we say, well, thank you, Earth. this is great. And now we're going to profit. So we're going to take this and we're going to destroy that. And we are not a part of the thing. We are the same part as the ants and the cockroaches and, oh, okay the ants and the cockroaches and the dinosaurs and the, the deer and the whales, we are, we have the same rights. We just have a a little bit more of consciousness and a little bit more of power therefore, but we are actually like a huge virus or bacteria actually like a virus. If you look how we behave, we really behave like, um, like viruses. That's why it is. It's so ironical now with the last, the last years, but anyhow, so this this problem comes with uh, with a very funny dichotomy we, created by us between us and the world. It's like me and the world. Me. But but we are part of the world. As, as we are not owning the body, we are the body. This is what we say. I mean in in the practice, we also say this is like we are the body. You are not owning the body, you are part of it. You cannot. You cannot take your head away and say, well, this is my head, this is my brain. I'll take your brain and leave the... Maybe it's going to be possible in a few years, but I hope I'm going gonna, gonna to be dead already. But for the moment, everything is connected inside us. So in the same way, you, you have to understand, and it's very hard that we are connected also with the outside world, with the environment, with the planet, with the domination, as we are with our own self-body. And if you want to dominate it, well... Um, First of all, it's kind of an unhealthy power game relation. Uh, and second of all, um, this domination will, will, will end uh, with some kind of sadness or some kind of a pain. And and then comes the irony that if you are talking about our domination of the planet that we are um, um, stubbornly proceeding with, in the end, we will be crushed because the planet will survive you know it's like starting from humorists uh, great humorists that they're saying this and that. some of them are already dead maybe it's better for them but uh, you know it's like the planet doesn't care the planet will survive we are going to this thing like disappear like the dinosaurs and it's gonna be sooner than we expect because it's just it's just one meteor or maybe one more A degree in the temperature or maybe you know another storm or something and then we are gone and the planet will recover like therefore we will will continue so this this is like this irony of thinking we are the masters and i think this, this is on many levels we as a human we have this wish also to accomplish this wish to be a master or this wish to have you know, a certain degree or certain position or to prove something to the others, even more often to the others than to yourself. Um, yeah, this accomplishing, which for me, and you, you can, dis- um, I can disagree on everything I'm saying, but for me, it's very strongly connected with, with uh, actually not knowing what the hell I'm doing here. You know, like, why, why am I, what, what, for what am I living? Like, if you don't know, then it's, there is a greater need to, to prove yourself or to find this outside reasoning. And uh, that's why I think they are, it's strongly connected.
0: When you were talking about uh, the earth doesn't care, it made me think of uh, this George Carlin documentary that's on HBO right now. Did you watch it? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and he does the the bit about like it's gonna shit It's going it's like a dog with fleas and it's gonna shake us off. Um, yeah, but I agree with you. This feeling of like not feeling meaningful or not feeling purposeful, and I know it's like a uh, like it's this one of these like hot topics about like, like you know meaning and meaning making and things like that. And I I do think it's it's difficult, but it's like we have this like what we've evolved to biologically is not remotely close to what the world looks like now. Like we haven't evolved to the place of like being in in totally sanitized environments and not having our hands in the dirt of life and feeling things in all the authentic ways so we have this like I always say this like malnourished nervous system, right? Cuz mm. it's there to like smell the smells and hear the hears and touch and, and do all these things and I, I don't know what meaning is but I know that like the times where I feel like I feel meaningful and when people seem to feel a sense of meaning or purpose is like when when their nervous system or their body is asked to interact authentically with the world.
1: Yes, but you know, this this we have to be careful because I think you belong to one of the dinosaurs, okay. like <laughs> me. And I think many people would not agree with us in the sense um we don't know, like the evolution doesn't have a plan, yes. It, mm-hmm. it just goes with whatever is, is available in the sense of uh, I think how we are, it's the best what could evolve through the years. It's like this is what this is what we got. It could not be different in a way. With this evolution, we are where we are. We still have senses, as you say, because you are talking about the smell, you are talking about the sight, the touch uh, um, but, how can I say this? Um, but on the other way, all the evolution, like for example, for technology or like virtual worlds, it's uh, all so the evolution of like technology in the mind and this ex- expanded mind, so like this prolongation into the virtual worlds and uh, you know other real kind of re- virtual realities, it's other realities. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can, I can value that physical or physical here and now in this time and space is, is more valuable for me. But many would not agree. Many would say, but I can have the same kind of experience or even more truthful experience or be more happy because, and then when they say this, well, then you cannot argue because, you know, how can you judge their happiness? If, if this is what they want, this is what they want. So I think in, in this sense, um, in this sense, if I go back to, to thinking, okay, how we are invading the planet and what kind of troubles is bring, bringing it and you say it's very sanitized. Yes, because we are destroying the natural in the sense of what is natural. Natural Soon that the city will be the natural environment. Yes, if we continue to cut the trees and the jungle and you know, it's like, it's disappearing. I know how many percentage by by, by year. Soon there will be no tropical forests or no uh, national reservoirs because this is all political. So if it gets cut, the natural will be the ocean and it's still it's still there. We cannot invade it yet. We will probably go to the to the outer space tomorrow, so I don't know where. And then there will be different natural, and this is how what we need in a way, unfortunately. This is how the majority of humanity is evolving and is requesting. Because if we would not request it as a evolutionary species, it would not happen. But we request, we want to consume, we want the cities, we want the technology, we want the the heating, we want the air condition, we want three cars in the family. And when I say we, I talk majority. And then there is the whole majority who doesn't have it and still dreams only about it. So, yeah, I, that's why I would be careful about um, about saying that there is this, I um, uh, um, say, deta- not detachment. That there is this uh, barrier, not barrier. Um, you said that we evolved in another way that we are. The world is is appearing to us. I think it's very much, uh, it's very much attuned.
0: I think it, I think it's more to me that like we just haven't caught up. Like, uh, like technology has moved so fast that we haven't like caught up to, to what the I technology has brought us to as quickly as, as it has occurred.
1: Yeah, there is this, this, um, yeah, the, the, if we talk about technology, you know, I can, I'm one also, I would say again, dinosaur. So we will be like, what are they are talking about then? This
0: <laughs> about
1: the dinosaurs? <laughs> this is, if somebody will ask me how the mobile phone is working or, uh how to construct an um, internet portal or any of those things. I would say, I don't know, I have no idea. So, you know, from very basics to, yes, we, some of us got very uh, specialized and uh, brought the technology further than, than we can even imagine. We are just happy to have the iPhone, but who knows how the iPhone is working, How is possible that we are having now this conversation. I'm not really sure. I know. I think I have some basics. I stopped on the phone ringing, like on the on the waves. They go, they go through the phone, but there is no waves here. So let's say, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: The only thing that I know is how to use the the can and the string. That's the only thing. The so I don't know how stream, we got. From, yes. I don't know how we got from that to where we're at. Now, this the the zoom. That's 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 the only one that I know how to use for sure.
1: Okay, but you see, if it's me and you who would survive the the apocalyptic day, we mm-hmm. would not get very far <laughs> in it's the true. technology. We would not construct a vehicle to evacuate. We would be probably somewhere trying to sharpen the stick for the um for anything that survived the, the mutation or the the catastrophe.
0: Yeah, we were talking about us being like um just the the nature of like. Our, our, our maybe our consciousness is like led a lot of us to believe this kind of idea that we're we're like the masters of the planet or that we're here to be like kind of like the gods of it and dominate it, show it how it's done because it doesn't know. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we see like a lot of the repercussions of that. And as we kind of said, like we might be headed towards what George Carlin was talking about, where it's just going to shake us off. Um, yeah. And I know you were talking a lot about like you know your kind of education growing up. And I read this book recently called Come of Age by this guy, Steven Jenkinson, who I'm a big fan of and I had on the podcast a long time ago. But he was in the book talking about in, in certain cultures, this idea of like being exposed to the wilderness. And there was like, it was, it was often a tradition or a, a ritual as, like, as, as you came of age to mm-hmm. have to go and spend some some real time outside of like the human world in the yeah. wilderness world. And, and he said something that I thought was really profound and I don't know exactly how I wrote it, but it was the idea that like, you, it's, it was important to go out there and remember that like in the wilderness, the wilderness doesn't care that you're human.
1: Great.
0: Which I thought was really interesting.
1: Yes, yes, because then you can understand it also, well, you could say, it, okay, it's by the greatness of the wilderness but it can also mean that um, if the wilderness would have the consciousness, it would perceive us as one of, as one, you know, like the without the division or borders or not this the special kind. It would be like just one in these networks of of beings, like in the nets, all connected, and we are just maybe a little bit more, a little bit crowded, and then one of the visitors, you know, not like an isolated. Um, Isolated, special creature. So it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's very humbling each time you know, there is a. I have an opportunity also to be in um, in an open space or more wild environment where there is, you know, no electricity or no uh, network of phone or um, no uh, human um, in, let's say, a few kilometers or some kilometers around. There is this great aspect of um, not only quietude but quietude not from not, not from this romantic point of view in the sense of oh how how beautiful is the landscape, but this quietude of anything can happen and uh, and I'm just a little bit more respectful to to listen to observe and of course you know it, it could be the night sky in the desert or somewhere and and you can appreciate this night sky, but uh, you should also think about the scorpions or everything else that is um, around you. Um, if you don't take care of the of the fire, so there is this quietude, but also, yeah, it demands you to connect a little bit more. I would say to open those senses that we were talking also earlier, because it's easy in the city or uh, within this all the. Um, facilities of, uh, you know, the phone or Google Maps or being in the taxi or uh, or just you know, taking the road that you know, you it's easy to shut down the census. You don't need the census or, you know, using the moving stairs or using the electric, uh, I don't know how you call it now, it's very in fashion, this, this electric thing that you just stand and it takes you or, oh, scooter, or looking yeah. at your phone yeah the scooter or or seeing at the phone where you have to go or or even reading the uh, the lonely planet which tell you the lonely planet this is like a great uh, irony you know like the lonely planet and it tells you where to where to go and maybe you you meet others that are following the lonely planet so there you don't need to sense so much you you can you can go a little bit more on automatic pilot or you feel a little bit more safe you choose the things you like and say oh there you say the food is like this. I'm gonna go like this, or this neighborhood is more posh, so I'm gonna avoid it. Or this is dangerous neighborhood. I'm gonna avoid it. No, you better just walk. And if you start to feel it's dangerous, well, then maybe you step back. Or when you are on the metro and you start to feel that the tension is growing, then you're gonna step out. You know. So it's uh, it's something about being a little bit more present and not just like holy again being present in the moment. Uh, this this romantic present in me, like being like be here now but just just be just sense a little bit more what is happening and this goes because now we are talking about the landscape but this it goes also to the conversation to me listening to what you are actually saying to to me uh, listening to 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 my partner or to my kid or or to my best friend or to any or somebody asking me on the street something to just listening and being trying to communicate a little bit better with, um, with yourself and with
0: the others. Mm-hmm. I often think of it as the idea that like, this thing, it, it's not something necessarily to be learned, but it's something that we already have that just needs to be like dusted off. Mm-hmm. Like we have this like capacity for this full body listening and it's there. It just, it, it's not asked um, to, to participate or to be used as often.
1: Of course we do. Look, you get a kid and it's like, you don't. Know, I'm not saying like everybody should get a kid now. You know? <laughs> Just get a kid and start, start to fight next to it. Mm-hmm. No, it's like when you have a kid, it's enough, you know, sometimes we are in, in a, in a, in a, at home and we are, we can have like a dispute about the dinner. You know, like I say, it's going to be the chicken. And then my man, he says, no, but I wanted the, the salad. And then we get very emotional about it. But even this emotional goes immediately to the kid. He reads it. And it's not like, Okay, it's not a big crisis. We're not making drama about the dinner. Don't I'm not. I don't want to now appear like this person. But you are, for example, putting more voice or more emotions because the chicken is very important. And the kid starts to talk immediately louder or starts to call for the attention because he knows that something is going on and he cannot talk yet. He's like one year and nine months. But he wants to, he feels it and if there is another tension or if you know if i'm sad he will come and he will try to calm himself down even though he he's completely in a playful mood but he will come and he will do something like you know like would you like to play with me a little bit not like let's play and, uh, and he senses it it means it's not like and he's not a special kid any kid can do it so that's why I get a kid and try it out. It's like they sense it through the through the air, through the hormones or through everything that we that we share the body language, the tonality of the voice, the tempo the loudness, everything they just they just smell it and if they can do it, we can also do it. But how often you are locked in the space or in the meeting or the more professional the more important is the meeting, the worse it gets. Because then you have the stress and then you just get locked and uh, you, you just hear your heartbeat like this. But, you know, if you had it as a kid, why why are we losing it as a, as an adult or already earlier? I think teenagers, well, teenagers, they pass also through the Uh, through certain um, important hormonal changes and so on so so there is a lot of to process and to cook but the disconnection I think it's happening somewhere somewhere there earlier where we become just numb we become numb and then if somebody can suddenly read those cues they say oh he is like no he can he can feel you or he can he has this special power of like read the energies it's not that any special power is it's like on certain level if we don't give it a certain name or a or a tag or we don't put you mystify it it's just about uh reading the the, uh, the cues that the thing that the each animal is doing it you know like uh the birds are doing this. Uh, the 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 dogs, when they meet and they want to fight, they also lead the cues very well. And we are somehow becoming um, numb to this. And this is also, of course, on the on the physical and on all the levels. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I um, it's like a, I always think that little, like small, small children, like the the age of of your son, is like they haven't gotten in their own way yet you know, no. like they haven't like developed like all the stuff about who they think they're supposed to be that they just like, they're just there, right? And there Oh, this- he's just
1: discovering, you know, like, oh, this is my hand. And I'm sure yeah. that sometimes when he get the foot, he's like, because I can, I almost like remember this. I don't know if it's from the stories or if it's my memories, but I remember spending a lot of time with my with my staring at my foot and thinking, is this me? You know, it's like, this is another creature. <laughs> like, yeah. it's moving. And I see my son, and he also has these suspension moments when I'm pretty sure he's convinced it's some other creatures. And this is about his body and about my body, like the arms. We do like a lot of puppet, like puppets and so. And when he see the toes and the fingers, I can bet that he thinks it's something else. So he's not he's not on the this conscious level of uh, what should I do? <laughs> How should I hold my my spine? You know. But on the other hand, because we are talking about this, but there is, there comes also all this, this because it's this is like the movement, you know, and, and this is the 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 main theme of like or general theme of uh, of this of those meetings somehow. But you look at the kids, and again, I'm not praising the kids, but if you get a kid or if you are if you can observe them, you really see that we we had everything before you know like the squatting the the relaxed but super strong belly like lifting the legs up to here if you don't want to touch the ground uh hanging on the hands or on one hand when you don't want to walk on the street and the mother is dragging you know like hanging mm-hmm. like a monkey from one hand and uh, rolling uh, going up and down falling of course okay the 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 body weights are a little bit different the proportions and so on and there is more mobility um that's not not naturally but through through growing those things some of those things they have to slightly readjust but how is it possible that the kid can rest for hours and go up and down, up and down and then squat and have no problems in the spine or in the feet and then run and change also irregular. Ah, Okay. I'm giving the answer. So how is it possible that the kid can do it or spend, you know, hours, I don't know, in the little, like on the belly and walking front and back and rolling and not hurting itself and also not, tiring itself because it's like the, when the kid is you look at the kids and they just run and they have the energy and they run and they run and they run and they fall and they stand up they fall and they stand up and they run and they're all, and everything is somehow well attuned and then something happens some tragedy like a worldwide tragedy to our bodies that i'm not saying because i'm saying squatting okay it's not like everybody has to squat but it is a great resting position it is relaxing for your hips. It is somehow elongating your spine. So why not? Why not? And then how come it is such a you know deal? And then you hear, "Oh no, I have to short Achilles, or no, I cannot do this." I can no. In the in the end, it's just through not doing and immobilizing. This is the the answers of not doing. And then we are back again to doing and talking about things. And then, well, in the big loop somehow but it's still the same connected and then again not doing and immobilizing so taking away what was given to the body you know because the kids you would look at the kids they are all like they're like super movers you know if you if any adult could do like could do a study case on the kid and i say just move try to do what the kid is doing Mm
0: -hmm. And and the kids are not afraid to fail there's because yeah. like failure, like the, the concept of failure doesn't even exist. Like I, I've said that you watch a kid kind of like, they always kind of like waddle to me, like, like through like a playground. And if they fall on their butt, they don't do the thing that an adult does where they like look around to see who saw it. Right. Yeah. They fall on their butt and then pop back up and just keep going because to them, it's just all part of like one continuous game. Yeah. Right. But You yes, almost yes. see the fall as like a, uh, a punctuation, like it's an end and they look around and like they need to, to fix themselves. There's this moment where it's like you see a kid, I don't know, maybe it's around two or three years old. I don't know what it, the age is where they fall and then suddenly mm-hmm. do that thing where they look around and realize that it was a failure or they think it was a failure yeah. and react
1: yeah. in that way. But why do they think it's a failure? Why do they react
0: like this? I think that's probably a cultural thing
1: more social, huh? I think it's from the social creatures that we are, we can also be very cruel. I think, I mean, uh, I don't think, I think there's a lot of like cruelty in us as hum- humans. And this cruelty doesn't have to be always negative. Yes, because you can say some, it can have different shades, but this this pointing out, or for example, what we were also talking about, um, trying to establish uh, what is my sense versus uh, how, how much am I worth? Like, uh, am I good or bad? Am I more talented? Uh, am I doing the right or the good things? These things, they, you are not born with this. This is, this is inhabited by, by the education, so by the so, social interactions. The kid, if he goes to the school and he's pointed out by his friends each time he's phoning, or each time he's asked a question by the teacher and he doesn't know the answer, then maybe he will end up, you know, talking like this because he will be bring out a stress that he cannot control. But before he would just say, I don't know. And what is the deal with that? I don't know. If it's the first time I hear the question, maybe it's easier to say, I don't know. Or maybe I just like the teacher's voice and I say, I don't know to listen to the voice because it tells me I don't know. But you know, the fact that you don't know, maybe you will be pointed out by your student, by the, um, the colleagues, or by the teacher himself. So and this is, again, we are back to the education and, uh, and the system of how much is this uh, uh, winning and gratification, you know, like uh, proving and uh, the need of being accepted, because this go on the social in the sense of like everybody wants to belong somewhere. You know, not only like you said culturally, okay, everybody, wants, I want to belong to that uh, social status, or I want to belong to that uh, uh, movement culture or I want to belong to to I don't know what you know like achieve uh, réussite as you say in French you say like so what did I achieve am I 30 do I have a car and a villa you know or did I work with a famous company or uh, do I have already three kids because it can be different kind of <laughs> achievements <laughs> and then depends on the country and cultures but you need those kind of. Unfortunately, sometimes we are getting lost in collecting those uh, those badges, or living the dreams of the others, or being manipulated by the five social forces, as you would say. So, like um, technology, politics, um, and culture, and so on. And we want to prove to somebody that we are uh, worth something living
0: that we are worth living yeah and it it, it becomes this like a praise of of and maybe sometimes only for competence right rather Mm -hmm. than like maybe the praise for risk-taking or the praise for the the question rather than the answer you know Mm um i mean to bring it to to movement i remember being at a fighting monkey workshop in Toronto that Yosef was leading and doing all these coordinations. I mean, nobody, nobody knows what's going on. Everybody's lost, you know, and that's a welcomed feeling. It's not stigmatized. Yeah. Right. Whereas in so many other places, it's like that you need, to, you, you're you not supposed to leave until you get it or getting it is all that matters. You yes. know? And, and taking that kind of feeling that competence is, is, is celebrated kind of out of the equation frees people you know it's a freeing feeling to be like oh well I can I can take a risk I can surprise myself you know like when 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 we're when when we feel like we have to be competent we want to limit the amount of surprise around us right so that we can stay in our like in our our safe like competence bubble yes yes there's a
1: few things you are you are naming here so with the coordinations, it's it's kind of an extreme example with uh, with our FM coordinations. But because m- most of the time everybody is lost, this is like this. So there is this general chaos hitting in, and a lot of emotions and a lot of also reactions, um, because it can go from uh, from. Uh, uh, hysterical <laughs> laughing to to crying to, to you know leaving the room and saying this is bullshit you know <laughs> or to saying I don't like the music because some people even don't want to blame themselves say oh, I don't like the music and they go away and uh, and then to you know some yeah all kinds of all, all kinds of reactions but I remember uh, one of one of the most beautiful phrases I heard about this was from a, from a student it was. And it was in a specialized context because it was in the circus school. So, you know, those people, they work with the body super intensively. They're like professional machines. Each of them has their specialization. They, they never stop and they're like, like super humans almost. And then uh, they come to, my, um, to the week with me and, um, and we work on coordinations. And uh, well, they, none of them stopped uh, or left, but they were very, very lost. And, uh, and one of them said loud on the third day, he said, and he laughed and he, he said, I never felt so lost in my life and it feels great. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this takes a lot of uh, well, One would say courage, but it's not even courage. I would say uh, self-reflection in a good sense. You know, somebody, because you are saying like this, with being specialized or being on certain level, or like we have people with uh, who are coaches, or uh, they have, I don't know, black belt, or whatever. They have some years of uh, professional experience, or they are sports uh, um, engaged, uh, and then they are confronted with our material. And it's not like um the material it's it's not even about the high, high level of complexity even though there is high level of complexity but it's more about this testing and trying and certain kind of playfulness chaos that is entering this is the most this is the most challenging the fact that there's so many unpredictable uh, and so many varieties that you cannot control the situation hundred percent. So therefore you have to let go and therefore maybe you have to fail because the rhythm is, you are not used to the rhythm. You are not used to changing the partner. You are not used to working with people from different backgrounds. You are not used to sustain concentration. You are not used to, I don't know, the music. You, you are not used to anything that happens in our workshop. Therefore it's, um, you are swimming in the in the open sea and then if you can allow yourself to get lost and let go of those badges that you came with or you know this uh, this name that i am i am i don't know a professional coach or a personal trainer or uh or professional dancers because imagine dancers that they do coordination they get lost they can get very frustrated um I think if you can get out of it, you gain much more. You just you have this uh, moment of uh, freedom or this moment of um, maybe becoming um, <laughs> opening the door to be somebody else, you know, like, because carrying, carrying those badges or carrying the names or carrying the, the years of experience uh, can be very tiring it's like this heavy armor that is, this is something that starts to construct you know i am this and i cannot do or cannot risk to fail or to show to what what if one of my students is there and i, I turn out not to be capable to i don't know stand on the branch in practice or or uh, escape the the rope or whatever escape the practice ball or talk in the crowd because maybe we ask you to talk or to sing or whatever, anything can happen in our workshop. So, so, uh, so if you are able to, to say, ah, I let go, I don't care, but in a good sense, I do believe you gain like a whole new life almost. Maybe not for, it's not like in the sense I'm not saying it's a life-changing experience, even though it could, but for the moment you almost become like a kid, you know, like this free kid that doesn't care. Well, this this is kind of an experience you might have during this kind of a, of a work, and it can be very nourishing. And while we're mentioning also this longevity or this this idea, it can be very refreshing. You know, like being a kid again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that willingness to get lost is a thing that we we don't have much in our in our world today right with like google maps and you know all the things that kind of prevent us from getting lost and even in, in in movement or in fitness it's like there's always programs and protocols and things that like limit the 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 feeling of lostness when maybe the lostness is is precisely where the magic might be
1: yes because it needs you need uh, nobody w- <laughs> okay look to get lost, you need time and energy. And we are in a great deficit, deficit also of this. There so many times we've already people, for example, who who follow our practice many years and they know what we are teaching. You know, they are not new beginners, but still from them, and they want to go through the process, but still from them you hear like, okay, but I'm so tired this month, maybe you just tell me what to do. And I said, No. This is, not, this is not gonna happen you know like I can maybe I we have to like negotiate because sometimes it's like it's almost begging I said no this is not possible and uh, so it is a it is a big thing it's it's uh, it's not it's not easy and then you would of course you would say but why would I get lost like what do I get from it? Like we are again to these badges and getting. Like what do I get if I get lost? Apart from the fact that I could die, because if you get lost in the forest or in the city you don't know, or in in the middle of I don't know, let's say uh, another continent, because in Europe maybe it's uh, it's not possible, but you could still die, I guess, if you get lost. But imagine you get lost somewhere that you really don't speak the language, and you don't have any attributes like money or card or you know like that you can bargain for your life and then why would you get lost like what is what is the profit how would you how would people value value or uh, or sell it like get lost with me (laughs) that that sounds
0: very bad (laughs) that sounds
1: actually very bad you know like no no i will show you the way i have like this is the enlightenment path. I you know that the tunnel is there and we know what is at the end, this, uh, this golden growl or, or, uh, or whatever winning or uh, some kind of a badge, but nobody wants to get lost. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. wasting time. You know, like I have my, one of my best friends. We, uh, we write letters to each other. And uh, some years ago she, uh, from very long to very short, and one of the shortest was starting with a phrase, um, "I love wasting time with you." And I was like, "Wow, this is this is good," you know, because uh, this is, if we are talking about this being <laughs> and sensing and uh, and even meaning of life, you know, like in the essence maybe it's not about talking about certain subject or about doing you know so let's do i don't know sightseeing or let's go to the, see the movie it's just sometimes you could be in the same space and just do nothing and now i'm contradicting because i say you have to do 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 but sometimes in the in those best moments you don't do nothing which is also it could be be this getting lost because if you don't do nothing you give this space for pondering for maybe some spontaneous you know like daydreaming or uh or looking through the window together or um or drinking coffee and not talking no, not saying like so how was your day so we didn't see for one month so maybe you tell me where have you been with who you talked what projects are you talking about no maybe we just sit and we just enjoy the coffee and we don't do nothing and uh and i think uh i think it's one of the most beautiful uh Things you can do, you can actually do in the in the friendship or in the in the partnership. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And this not doing with getting lost. I think somehow it is connected. I don't know. It just came to my mind like this, but I think I would connect those two together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might have to record again so we can revisit just that concept. Okay. <laughs> yeah but I, I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, you actually, like, when you said that, what you, in the letter with your friend, that, uh, you the loving wasting time together that like gave me goosebumps when you said that, because I used to talk about uh, a friend of mine who, who passed away a few years ago, who was like a really great friend, but I used to say, what was amazing is that like, we could sit in the same room and we could do things together or do nothing at all. Like we could talk or say nothing. And it was like, and it was amazing you know and like those are that's that other thing like that's the kind of the next the next space you know yeah you know like that's kind of as we're saying maybe it's like that will like the friendship is the relationship the interaction of is of a certain place that you're willing to kind of get lost together
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right like there's that like we're okay being lost we were okay not knowing what the next step is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful Yeah. I think that that's the thing though. I think that people think that they're not going to get lost, but lost is inevitable. I think it's versions of lost are going to happen. And, and the only way that we can ever know how to navigate lost is by getting lost.
1: Yes. And this, you know, it's like a big circle. So to what you were talking about, this need of dominating or uh, this need of uh, possessing or, uh or being in control. And then it's being in control in the sense of not getting lost, like always knowing or planning. The thing is you can, there are moments in life where it's very brutal, brutal slap to your face that you cannot control this. You know, like, I don't know, from giving birth to dying. I'm sorry, I go like radical, but this is like the first two things that come to my mind. But the, you cannot really plan this. Like, oh, I, I want to, of course, we can talk and speculate, like how would I wish to die, or um, or uh, how wish I, how would I wish to give birth? But how it will be in the end, it's out of your hands. And there is m- maybe less dramatic, but everyday life situations uh, telling you very gently and politely that uh, you are not in control. But because it's gentle and polite, we often ignore it you know and uh, and we want to go on um, on thinking that we know and we control that's why we like similar things or that's why we like things we already know or that's why we like to go back to the same restaurants you know or that's why we uh, maybe like to talk with people that agree with us, or uh, that's why we you know, uh, like to close our social circles, or that's why we like fashion, because we want to also belong. We, we want to know what, we want what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. This is also another phrase from Hunting Monkey, beautiful. But uh, yes, the idea of controlling, and we cannot control because life, it is an improvisation. Even if you are a master of planning and uh, you know you have everything calculated, there will be something out of your control because life, it is an improvisation. It's not a fixed life as we are all different also.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read uh, this beautiful book about life as improvisation by this guy, Steven Nakmanovich. He wrote a book called The Art of Is. Um, mm-hmm writing from like the a, a musician's perspective, but that idea that like the moment you wake up, you're improvising, it's happening.
1: Exactly. And this is also beautiful because when we uh, when I practice with people, I share the, the practice in whatever context and I ask them to you know improvise in more, uh, more context specific. So I give them the, the task that would include the word improvisation. They all most of them opponent they say but i am not a dancer i'm not a theater i'm i don't have i cannot improvise and i say yes you can because you improvise every day you just don't think about it like this because you 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 instantly plan or a little bit or readjust your plans or you say yes and no because it's about saying yes no maybe constantly and re-saying it in rewiring but you are improvising so we are and (laughs) And maybe this is something to to remind or to recall to people this aspect of improvisation because this would um, this would need uh, this would imply a little bit more mastery, but in the respectful way of uh, being a master of improvisation in the sense of being a master of listening and letting go and uh, an attunement to the rhythm. and this means more connectivity within inside and outside world. So this would be this kind of a, a master who who puts himself down but he can attune the whole orchestra playing. You
0: know? mm. Yeah. Yeah. I um I really wish that I was heading to Berlin while you're teaching at B12 who knows <laughs> anything could happen i mean i i, I it, it's not likely but there that time might be available remind me what dates it is that you're teaching there mm, 22
1: to 27 of july
0: we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see we'll yeah. see what we'll see um if um if people want to connect with you what's the best way to do that
1: um, I am, I am, uh, present on Instagram. I, uh, and then if you write me, I will, I will always reply. Um, I do have a website, which is uh, very not updated. It's on my list things to do. I'm very bad with those things. I think it's, uh, it was updated a year ago. So it's a good time. So let's say this is my motivation and, uh, and I will put some things and there is a contact also address there. Uh, and it's very simple it's Natalia oh my god I even don't know my website I think it's Natalia.Pieturo.com or NataliaPieturo.com something like this and, um, and then if it's for like the professional coaching or workshops then it's through the Fighting Monkey they just contact there but I, if anybody contacts me on Instagram or Facebook um, I will reply I, I always reply with a little bit of delay, as you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it, it, the delay turns into anticipation. Yeah. That,
1: that was not planned. That was not planned. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the guest entering 15 minutes later. Sorry for the show.
0: Well, I'm just so happy we did this and I can't thank you enough.
1: I'm very happy also. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.